What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit takechargeofyourair.com today. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to WWF Wrestling with Freddie. And I want to get to our guest right away. So let's start the show. Welcome to Wrestling with Freddie. Now, stepping up to the mic, the host of Wrestling with Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. We didn't get to work together a ton, but two of the experiences that we had are literally my two favorite experiences in the company. You guys know him by many different names. Today, you're going to know him by what he works as today, which is his name, the wonderful Mr. Paul White. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Freddie. How are you, my man? Thank you for having me. I'm good, man. Uh, We were talking before the show, and I just discovered that you're the world's biggest nerd. So I want to get to that (laughs) at the end of this episode, because I'm like the world's middle-sized nerd. And yeah. uh, we have to we have to bond on that. But yes. I want to get into this right away because the way I met you is hysterical and I was terrified. And I hope you remember this and I want to hear your side. So I was working for the company and I was a month in and Michael Hayes and Christopher DeJoseph had a segment where a new match was going to be described in the promo and the big show was going to do it. And the segment gets approved. And I'm in the, the little writer's room. And all of a sudden, the door swings open. And you come in. And all I hear is, who the fuck wrote me War and Peace? And I literally, <laughs> my face, like, filled full of blood. I was so embarrassed. And I put my hand up. I was like, yeah, that was... That was me. And you were like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, yo, it's my bad. We're going to work on this. We're going to cut whatever you want. I'll show you how I memorize stuff, but we're going to, we're going to get through this. And so you right. now, now you, can you just, is that an accurate description of the beginning of this? That's exactly what happened. Because now understand at the time, Freddie, I talked in WWE once in a while. Um, for whatever reason, I guess Vince didn't like the way I did promos or didn't like the fact that a giant talked. Whatever the reason was, 
I didn't talk that much. I didn't have promo segments every Raw. That wasn't my my gig. So when I got this promo, I was like, are you are you effing kidding me? Like, I haven't done a promo in like four months, and now I've got four fucking pages to try to memorize. And I've got, you know, I've got segments of, of wrestling I've got to do. Like, who, who the fuck wrote this and why? Like, is this, is this bound to light me on fire? And it was funny because when we, when I found out you wrote it, it was kind of cool because I was like, well, fuck, Freddie wrote it, so I need to get a better attitude because Freddie's not going to come in day one and try to cut my head off because there I was always worried about a bunch of silly shit. So, uh, and we put it together and did it. And I just remember Frank in the tank out of it like crazy. You know, I remember us, I don't remember doing it. I don't remember other things than it couldn't have been better how it turned out. We did a great job with it. And I don't think I remember one fucking thing five minutes after I said it. So. Paul, we worked on this for, we didn't have much time. It was about no. 25 minutes. And you had me kind of trim the fat off of all three descriptions. And I remember specifically saying, listen, I, I can demonstrate this part. We don't need to say this whole bit right here. I was like, yeah, you're right. right. You're right. And, you know, I was right. writing it like it was an episode of Law and Order or some crap. And I was trying to get everything I could. Well, physical stuff I can demonstrate. Let me let me try to remember the woods. <laughs> Dude, we get backstage and I, I'm sitting next to Vince and the three locals come. And I'm sorry, I do not remember your gentleman's name. This is a long time ago. And I remember you coming backstage and you kind of breaking it down to these gentlemen. And you were so good. You're like, don't worry, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to look out for you, this and that. And you're really putting them at ease. And the segment starts. And dude, you were, first of all, you were word for word. Like it was creepy. You like, you said Frank the Tank when he is just kills Carville in that, in that debate. Like I'm sitting there watching it and Vince is looking and nodding. And so Freebird's like excited and shaking. Right. And I hear Kevin putting it over in the truck and I'm sitting there like, all right, all right. And the first guy comes out and you submit him, you put him in the, what was it like the, a sleeper hole kind of like Something, a clutch. Yeah. Some I don't remember what hole it was. Yeah. And he goes out and I was like, oh yeah, that's great. That's great. And then the next one was like a, a table match and the local comes out and you pick this man up and you smashed him through the table. Right. And I remember saying on the mic, oh, shit. And it looked like he died. Like it looked and I was new to the business. OK, so right. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, in my head, I'm like, he said he was going to protect this man. And and the man is he's dead. And they dr- they're dragging the guy backstage. And I yeah. get up when he comes back in the gorilla. <laughs> I ran up to the, I was like, oh, my God, man, are you OK? Are you all right? Are you OK? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine, man. And I was like, well, no, you're good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And I turn around and Vince is just laughing at me, right? Like I'm just a complete rookie moron. Right. And then the last guy you hit with this massive right hand, and this was the bit we cut. You said in the last match, this is a knockout match. Boom, and you just smashed this dude and he gets the KO. And you came backstage. I love that you said Frank the Tank. And you literally, you reminded me of me on like my first movie after a take when I said like, did I do a good job? And you came back and it was such an honest question. You were just like, Hey, did I do a good job? And Vince gave us the nod and like a grunt. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, bro. That was, you were hundred percent like off book. That was sick. And it blew me away. And it, it was the first like time I got to write for like a, a talent at your level. Right. 
So, and I grew up watching you. And I was talking about this with friends one time. I was saying, you know, Paul's the unicorn of professional wrestling. And we throw that word around a lot, like with Porzingis playing for in basketball. It's like, nah, he's just a tall dude that could shoot. Unicorn is a special thing. It's rare. You came in the business a giant. Mm-hmm. And you could have had that your whole career. But on top of that, you could move like a dude 150 pounds smaller than you. And then, and this is your horn, right? People learned that you could act your ass off and could be a top dude on the mic too. So you've been able to evolve as wrestling has evolved in a much more effective way than most people. I mean, you, I'm sure you don't want to blow smoke up your own ass and I'm not trying to, but it's, it's a unique situation where you've gotten to see teach, learn, and experience with multiple generations of wrestlers now at a very high level. And I, you know, that's a one hand I can count on the amount of of people that have done that. I just wonder if you have any thoughts on from the first time you came in, you won the damn world championship. How does that not go to your head? And how do you, how are you here talking to me right now? uh, It doesn't go to your head because it's not, um, and I mean this in the kindest way possible. It never went to my head because it's not real. You know, it's entertainment. I'm playing a character. And I, all I ever wanted to do was to, whatever character I was in, play the best that I could. I mean, I remember when I started out as a giant, I was talking like this in Hogan and the Dungeon of Doom. And I had this real, because I thought, well, that's what a big, nasty guy would talk like. You know, and then I spent enough time around Randy Savage. God bless him, Randy Savage had such a unique way of talking, but that was Randy all the time. Like that wasn't Randy's character voice. Like Randy talked like that all the time, you know? So um, you wanted to try to do something as the business progressed, we got out of some of the gimmicky characters that were in the nineties and then the attitude era came around and, and things got a little bit more uh, legit oriented, so to speak with Stone Cold Steve Austin being, the anti-hero and flipping the bird and drinking beers and you got Olympic gold medals like Kurt Angle out there wrestling. So things had to evolve a little bit. I mean, even the Undertaker's character, who Taker's one of my favorites of all time, how he was able to evolve and stay current and tease it a little bit with the American badass so he can incorporate some MMA fighting. And then when he went back to old school Taker, he still carried that MMA fighting that he introduced as the American badass. He brought that all together. It's really brilliant to to see some of these guys that have had that impact for so long. And I, and I think I've definitely been one of the luckiest guys walking to the way I came into the business, who I got to work with, who I got to learn from. Um, just and, and now it's I'm in a completely different company now with AEW that's got a completely different style than WWE style. I mean, you know, WWE is a is very much a production and everything they put into it has so much excellence written all over from the packages and the videos and the way they present each talent and the way the talent looks and, um, and how the talent performs. Then you come to AEW and it's, there's not 15 or 20 writers backstage that write a promo for you. In AEW, if you've got a promo, guess what? You got a promo. <laughs> You know, so you try to take all the 
all the lessons that uh, that you've learned. And it's just like, you know, we had we were fortunate that CM Punk came back. And I watched that first uh, interview that CM Punk addressed that crowd in Chicago. Oh and I just gosh, thought, man, man, that's his composure and his timing. When you think about the guys that cut great promos, that had those long, great promos, their composure and their timing, they're telling you a story just like a, like a grandpa by the fire who's telling you the story and you're visualizing everything. The story keeps you along, has a beginning, a middle and an end. Like, you know, some of the promo stuff that we went through learning promo classes got to have a big finish and a beginning and a middle and an end and get somewhere with it. And, uh, I remember taking Vince's promo class and I think the only promo that I ever did for Vince that he ever actually liked was the promo and promo class. I don't know if you were there for that one, but I basically talked about going to some, why you shouldn't let me come to your house. If I'm your <laughs> no, enemy. I was not there at this. I would remember. Yeah, well, this. it was a, you know, basically the, the premise was why, if I'm your enemy, why you shouldn't invite me to your house. And I basically said, cause I'm going to go to your master bathroom and I'm going to go blow your bathroom up and I'm going to clog the toilet. I mean, it was some just, you know, cause Vince loves that shit humor. You he know? does. But it was a good story of how I'm going to get close to you, how I'm going to be your friend. And when you're not looking, I'm going to go in your bathroom and, you know, in the main bathroom and I'm going to just destroy it. So um, that was the only promo I think I've ever done that he liked. So my, I think my biggest problem is I got a little bit into, um, into cadence, which is a big thing, because Stone Cold changed everybody doing promos. Because now, if you pause in a promo now, they'll go, what? And they'll kill you. Really frustrating. They'll kill they'll you. They'll kill you dead in hell. And yeah. It happened terrible. to me when I first got there. And I literally was talking about moment-to-moment -moment work. And like a month into promo class, I was like, everything I said about moment-to-moment -moment work, throw all that away unless you're auditioning for a movie. We got to burn yeah. through this or they're going to kill you dead. And it yeah. was, yeah. It, it was, I literally sat there. I was like, you know, the closest I've been to that is theater. The crowd in the theater isn't going to yeah. be like, hey, what? Like, they're not, they're there for the performance. The crowd in wrestling has been a part of wrestling since the first right. comeback in a wrestling match ever happened. So they have that power. And once Stone Cold hit it once, it like unlocked this door. And now you guys have to go bananas. I want to talk about promo class because you brought this okay. up and you may not know this but you were personally responsible for sort of opening up the amount of people and the level of talent that was coming into the promo class. So before you, all I had- Was that the promo class or the acting class? The little acting class that we did. They, the they just class, called it yeah. promo class, but yes. Yeah. Um, they fear change. So the name didn't change, just what we were doing yes, changed. They do fear change there. <laughs> yes, they do. So I'm This stuff shall not be named. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. it was all young bucks. They had, they had Wyndham who was Husky Harris. They had a guy named Wyndham and they called him Husky Harris. Um, mm -hmm. They had Cordona was in there. All these like young gunners were in there. Uh, uh, Brian Danielson was in there. AJ was mm -hmm. in there. Like it was all the, the young gunners. And all of a sudden, and we would do, you know, monologues from movies or scenes from movies they liked. And then you come in and you say, Hey man, I'm going to do the watch speech from Pulp Fiction. Is that cool? And I was like, oh, dude, what? Hell, yes. Yeah, you're doing yeah. a watch speech. And so I printed it up for you and gave yeah. it to you. And the next week you come in and it's you're, you and me are the oldest cats 
in in the acting class for this one. Yeah. It, it eventually it, it broadened. And uh, so you and I are, are there. Everybody else comes in. And uh, you go, okay, I'm going to do the Christopher Walken speech from Paul Fiction. Uh, I need somebody to be the young Bruce Willis. And Dylan Hornswoggle was in there. And you don't yeah. even let anyone volunteer. You go, Dills, you're, you're, you're the kid. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. So he sits yeah. there. And I watch you cut this promo, which I will call a monologue, but it was a promo for, for wrestling. And you did it in this, like, tender, like, very paternal, sweet. It was like, you know, I had this watch in my ass for two years and you were allowed to take these pauses because it's not in front of a live crowd and we didn't record any of these and i remember when you finished it was the first time like everyone kind of lost their shit and they were all cheering and then dylan was like i didn't even get a fucking line or some shit like that (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. The following is a high five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Dude, can before I, I talk about the aftermath of that, were you even nervous going into that? Were you confident because it was young bucks and they looked up to you? Like, what was, do you remember even? Yeah, I remember seeing an opportunity. My thing was, is I always want to do film and TV you know, with WWE, but I worked so much. There were so many things that I just, I couldn't do. I mean, I worked Raw and SmackDown. I worked, you know, usually worked from Fridays to Tuesdays. I was home Wednesdays and Thursdays, you know, like it was just, you know, flew out Thursday nights for show Fridays. I mean, that was just the way it worked if we had, TV was live. So I didn't get a lot of the opportunities. Um, I made a choice. When I was a wrestler, I was a wrestler. I gave 110% to, to WWE. But in the back of my mind, I always knew that I wanted to do other things. I wanted to do comedy. I wanted to do uh, something with some guts. I call it guts. Like, you know, like that speech, that watch speech. I mean, to me, that that monologue was a great monologue because it had a lot of guts. This guy that had this watch for his best friend to give it to his son went through, one, a hellacious environment that would change you forever. But also the only thing he worried about was making sure that son got that watch. You know, so... That's what I call something with guts, that monologue, and trying to convince people at seven foot, 500 pounds at the time that, no, no, I can, I can do this. I can do this. 
you know, and it's, it's hard to, to, to get people to see that light because they see you a certain way. You're, you're, you're the Russian, you know, bodyguard. You're the, the you know, you're, you're the bad guy. You're this, you're that. Um, no, you're not a sensitive guy with feelings. You're not a funny TV dad, you know, and I got the chance to do that, that big show show and have the, the family comedy. I mean, dude, I was learning, I was learning on the fly, but talking about our, our acting class, I saw an opportunity with you coming in because you were like a real cat that had done real stuff in Hollywood, you know? So my thing was you always try to, to find somebody that you can learn something from somebody that's had more experience or something in you. You want to listen to them. Some people are full of shit, you know that, but you figure that out later, but it's still an insight that you can learn whether you agree with it or not. Um, and to learn female different things like gesturing. I still tell you from that class, the biggest thing, oh yeah, it's over there. Like indicating that, I, that was one of my bad habits that an actor called me out on and, and taught me about. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's funny that that indicating thing, taking that out. So you don't have to, you know, she's over there. Yeah. You, know, you can rely on your thing. eyes and the way and the, 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 the motivation behind the line, instead of having to physically gesture to what you're trying to convey. Yeah. You don't have to physically gesture, especially as big as I am. Cause like, you know, if I'm on a big screen, I'm on a, a 60 or 70 foot screen, however big the screens are in the movie theater. So if I move my giant hand across the screen, like the entire audience is probably going to flinch. So I know the movements and gestures are a lot smaller and it makes sense. Bro, a great uh, example of that, and this is a little side quest, when they made Rogue One, they had to recast Darth Vader, obviously. And as we all know, Darth Vader only moves with purpose, right? If he moves, you're usually dying or his his lightsaber's getting drawn or he's leaving the room. And I don't know if I can tell this story, but I'm going to tell it. The actor they originally hired um, was Italian. And they showed the movie to some of the execs and they were watching it. And this person who's a friend of mine said, yo, what Darth Vader doesn't talk with his hands. And it was basically every line was like this. And he's like, he's not Italian. You clearly cast an Italian, but he's not. And so they had to reshoot all that because Vader moves when Vader needs to move. He never has indicated wasted movement. And that's part of the stuff that made Vader creepy because he was like a Jason Voorhees type of movement the same type of deal like he didn't very like much was, so yeah you you took in his presence and his that just that evilness that came off of him which you know if you're like me you were always a Darth Vader fan anyway so you know I was always a Darth Vader fan Star Wars I always thought Luke was a punk so okay so know. I always liked the bad guys even as a kid yeah me too now we didn't have a lot of money growing up and Vince was slick the bad guys always won on TV and you had to pay on the pay-per-view to see your good guy go over I never right. watched pay-per-views because my mom wasn't going to spend money on that. So I always was rooting for the dude that won, right? Like yeah. I wanted, I didn't want Al Pacino to get Robert De Niro in heat. I mm-hmm. wanted Robert De Niro to get away. So right. I love the bad guys, but we're nerding out. And this is a good transition into a passion that both you and I have. And I think right. we both recently rediscovered a few years in, in recent years. And that is tabletop role-play gaming or Dungeons and Dragons. You're actively in a game and I just want to freak everyone out. Please tell everyone what class and race your character is. Uh, My my character is a uh, character that Mike Merle's created for me for a stream. Uh, It's from the Dark Sun universe. I'm a half stone giant. So it's, uh, um, 
I'm playing Eldritch Knight, which has got a little bit of magic and a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of thump. So I'm kind of a good uh, with the way my character's built up now. I can take a pretty good bit of punishment, but I got some pretty big DPS uh, for for doing my maul and stuff. I've got a I've got a plus two maul, and at the level I'm at now, I've got you know three D six plus seven per hits, and I've got three chances to swing if I'm not take my action surge which will give me six sets which if i have i'm hasted which give me seven so right off the bat if i'm hasted and action surge i can do seven attacks with a 3d6 plus seven mole so i can usually get somebody's attention pretty quick pretty hard and now it's, uh, i'm at level 15 so my eldritch knight now has a um, kind of like a shade step i just got it so i haven't used it in gameplay yet i need to do some research on it but i can basically teleport anywhere I think within like 30 feet which is going to be ridiculous for jacking dudes up so that's that's my character um it's an eldritch knight that was a pretty sick promo as far as D&D goes Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an Easy Breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy. With basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An Easy Breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five, High Five Casino. Casino. Win at High Five Casino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I used to play in a D&D monster wrestling league. And it was okay. it was professional wrestling and only monsters were allowed. And I literally modeled okay. my character after you. His name was Horace. Oh, he was an owlbear. And he was a total beast. Okay. And he was an indie champion. And they put it on stream. And the match I was in, I won their championship. And uh, oh, so awesome. Horace, the, the owlbear. And I basically did like an old school, like big show voice. But if you were British, so everything he said sounded like this. And it was like my yeah. deepest, my deepest giant voice that I could do. But he literally was inspired and because of the pandemic, it got shut down. So technically, I'm the reigning champion of D&D. The reigning champion. You and I, I'm going to pitch you a game off air. I'll, okay. I'll just message you. Uh, I, yeah. I created it in partnership with Fantasy Flight, who does like all the Star Wars stuff with their dice system. Okay. And it's, uh, it's a TTRPG where I run multiple groups. And it's basically okay. a cyberpunk street racing league where it's different street race crews, but with all cybernetics and technology and hacks and things like this. And you guys are basically, oh, wow. if you ever saw that show, Street Outlaws, it's like that, but in like New Detroit, basically, or San Angeles. So street Outlaws meets, um, what was that? God, I read for that movie too. What? Yeah, An- Angelita. The, oh, um, yeah. Uh, 
wait, what was it called? Le- oh, yeah. Lita Battle Angel. Battle, yeah, Battle Angel, yeah. Yeah, Battle yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah. they had some great, great, what are they called, hunters or something like that? Those, yeah, like, cybernetic Yeah, yeah. there's some cool characters. I actually read for that movie because it was a really big character, and then they ended up going CGI with everything, which... Oh, you uh, would have been anyway. that giant, beastly yeah. CGI Rob Liefeld looking yeah. guy. Yeah, I read for that one, but then once they went CGI with it, it just looked better. You know, you kind of got to give it. You know, yeah, that looked pretty cool. They did. So, they did smooth yeah. CGI in that. It, my kids watched the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, and they hated the CGI because I was like, "You guys, give it a break. It's old." And they're like, "No, it sucks. Turn it off." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, have you seen? Um, you know, like one of my favorite movies growing up was Firefox with Clint Eastwood. You know, I I love the plane. Have you seen the CGI on that now when you go back in time and watch it? Oh, dude, I try to sell people on like old school anime, like Golgo 13, The Professional. And they're like, dude, oh, yeah, no, no, they're no. like, bro, they edited in like a cinema, like a like a rehearsal cinema animatronic that made the movie like they didn't even finish. It. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. The old stuff, yeah. it's tough to hold up, man. It's tough well, it's like to hold the old, up. Uh, the old uh, movies that would come on, like the um, with Kirk Douglas, where he was um, um, fighting the Cyclops and all that. I didn't and, get uh, hip to him until I was in my 30s and, tw- and like looking back to appreciate like you know history of film. Those old ant- stop animation is that what they called it? Stop, stop animation, yeah, is man. Argonauts, yeah. Jason and the Argonauts, which now Seth Green yeah. basically does with Robot Chicken. Yeah, dude, just, you Seth should Green be voicing something on Robot Chicken. Have you done his show? I haven't done it yet. Um, you're doing it. I mean, I'm always willing to do it. Yeah, so, you're doing you know, it. I just did uh, voiceovers for Fast and Furious Spy Racers. I played a character in that called Palindrome. Voiceover is so, so much more know. fun. You don't have to go through makeup. Nobody's fooling oh, with you your have to do costume. Anything, but it's it's high energy, though. Like, when I did the Flintstones, I mean, man, it's 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 high energy. Not Flintstones. I did um, um, the Jetsons. It's high energy. Like, that whole thing. I did the entire Jetsons movie in one day, and by the... By the end of it, I was doing some sound effects for some stuff, and my voice... Oh, yeah, they'll bury you. Yeah, my voice finally cracked. Like, after eight hours of yelling, it finally snapped. Sarah did so. the Kevin Smith new He-Man one. She's she's uh, She-Ra, or, or Tila. She's Tila. And right. they busted out at the end of the day, like, she couldn't talk. Her voice was shattered. Yeah. Shattered. It's pretty impressive for me, because I've got a really good, strong, deep voice, and... You know, and the producer, you know, during the Jetsons, she's like, yeah, high energy the whole time. And I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pushing it, you know, and about eight hours it took. And then finally I was doing the grunts and sound effects. I was about to ask if you did a grunt session. These are the funniest. Yeah, I had to do the, but by the end of it, my voice was like, and that was the end of it. Yeah, it'll be like, this is a small jump. This is a medium jump. Now I need a big jump. And you're just like, is there a difference? Okay. Breathing heavy. You're running. Breathing heavy. Light breathing. Heavy breathing. You know. Yeah. Breathing while on one leg. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's whatever gets, that's whatever the most taxing the part of, of any VO session. Well, listen, man. I'm gonna let you go. You've used your voice enough yeah, today, and you probably have to go do Jetsons season eight now. I didn't even know they made a new <laughs> Jetsons. And uh, uh, this is a while ago, so I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, living the dream. Working AEW, doing the commentary. Still working a little bit at my age. I'm actually on uh, I'm on uh, our YouTube Elevation show. I was going to say, you're not just doing commentary because I saw you beating people up. Yeah, I, I was at our pay-per-view, our all-out pay-per-view in Chicago. I was in that. It's not, you know, anywhere near the competitiveness that the other guys in AEW have. It's just a little attraction fun match. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, that guy's still alive. 
No, the, <laughs> the giant, the giants are always the best, man. I I love you so much, Paul. The, Thank you, bro. The hardest too, back slap I ever received in my life was from you at a SummerSlam <laughs> out here in LA. I think you ruptured a disc. I did have surgery. Um, but it, I love, I love you so much, bro. And I thank you so much for being on the show, brother. I'll see you, brother. Be safe, man. I'll catch you down the road. You too, man. Catch you down the road. Everybody. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you hanging around and listening to us tell stories and being a part of this. I hope you're having as much fun listening as I am getting to do this and remember all these stories. And I know I get sidetracked sometimes, but hopefully that's a part of the fun. This has been a production of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Barapapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado.